the Indianapolis Colts nab three players and place a promising young tight end on IR. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. I am your host, Zach Hicks, your favorite film nerd over at HorseshoeHuddle.com. And joining me today is the wonderful sound of silence and my inner demons as well. You guys are just getting all of me, all of my ADHD bliss today. Uh, Jake was running around a lot at Colts facility, listening to the Chris Ballard uh, press conference and getting out there for practice. So uh, Jake is, you know, he's in dad mode as well right now. So he's just sprinting around right now and doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, So I'm covering today's show. It's just me again, Zach Hicks, uh, your favorite half of uh, the Lockdown Colts podcast. And on today's show, we're going to talk about the new roster moves, how the Colts grabbed three players off waivers and made a couple of corresponding moves as well. Then we're going to get into this Chris Ballard press conference, which, uh, you know, it gave us a lot of quotes and a lot of stuff that uh, I'm sure the national media crazy people will uh, will love to just put there on Twitter for like one second videos and and laugh about Jim Irsay and Chris Ballard. Uh, and then also we're going to talk about the Colts practice squad, how they announced 16 players to the practice squad. And there's also one more unannounced move that was reported by uh, a, a reputable person on Twitter. So we'll talk about that guy as well. Uh, but yeah, guys, let's get into this show. Let's talk about the roster moves that the Colts made. Uh, they didn't claim as many players as I expected. I said on yesterday's show with Jake that I was seeing anywhere between four and six players they would claim. They just need to do a lot of different things at the bottom of this roster. Now, they only ended up claiming three. Three players, all trench players, so everybody up front. Uh, they didn't make any moves at wide receiver, which was very fascinating. Uh, they didn't do anything there. Uh, they didn't do anything at corner. They didn't do anything at safety, anything like that. Uh, but they did claim Isaiah Land, undrafted free agent out of Florida A&M. He's a pass rusher. Uh, I believe he came, he came in at like 6'2", 236. So a little bit of a tweener, a little bit of a smaller pass rusher. Uh, phenomenal production in college. So again, Florida a and I'm not comparing Florida a and to the NFL by any means. Uh, but a couple years ago, back in 2021, Isaiah Land led all of college football with 21 sacks that season. 21 sacks in one season. Uh, again, for comparable measures here, it's very different from the NFL game. I know that. But... Uh, that's only a couple sacks off of the NFL record for one for sacks in a season. He had 21 in one season there, which is just phenomenal production. Uh, had a really good preseason with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he had uh, what? Let me see here. He had one sack, two quarterback hurt, uh, two quarterback hits, and seven hurries, uh, and only 45 pass rushing snaps. So, like one pressure in every 4.5 pass rushing snaps, which is really good, uh, really solid. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys just waved him because. They have so much depth at the edge. They're a really good defense, one of the top defenses in all of football. Uh, so they just weren't able to keep land on their roster. Very much a product, like a, a project type player. Not a guy's going to be ready to go from day one, uh, but really interesting edge five to have on your roster 
and just see what you can do with him. So Isaiah Land, I think that was the big grab there. I think that was who they used their fourth overall waiver claim on. Uh, I think that's the guy that they definitely have the most most faith in sticking on the roster. Uh, but they also grabbed two offensive linemen as well. Ryan Hayes, a seventh round pick of the Miami Dolphins, uh, offensive tackle out of Michigan. Uh, pretty athletic player, like really good agility, is really good uh, three cone and stuff like that. Uh, very productive in college. He was part of the that Michigan Wolverines offensive line that won back-to-back Joe Moore awards, which is for the best offensive line in all of college football. Uh, he was the bookend left tackle for that team for two years. So, you know, you can't really ask for much more out of a college offensive line. Uh, he was two-time all-team, all all-big 10 team uh, in college as well. Uh, again, a sturdy type player. You want to see him have better play strength, better uh, anchor. Uh, and obviously the arm length is not ideal at tackle, uh, but he's a technician. He's smart. He's quick and athletic, so there's something to work with there. The Colts needed a backup left tackle after losing Jay Quitt earlier in the offseason, and Ryan Hayes can be that guy who could step in and maybe fill that backup left tackle spot. Uh, the other player they claimed is Josh Sills, a 25-year-old backup guard. Uh, I think he was an undrafted free agent out of Oklahoma State back in 2019. He's been with the Philadelphia Eagles ever since. Uh, pretty massive player, like 6'6", like 325, 330. A huge player. And the reason why you guys might know his name is not for the best reasons. Uh, A couple years ago, he was, or I think this is actually recent. I think it was like two years ago is when he really got like charged with it or something. Uh, He was charged with rape and kidnapping in Ohio. Uh, He was acquitted of those charges back before the Super Bowl this past year. uh, And he rejoined the Eagles right before that Super Bowl game. I can't remember if he was actually on the active roster for that game, but. Not what you want to hear. Uh, Again, he was acquitted. I can't say too much more about that situation because then I would just be speculating past the rule of law, but not something you want to see, whether it's acquitted or not, (laughs) you know, charged with rape and kidnapping. But again, a big guard that they're bringing in who has familiarity with Shane Steichen. You got to put some faith in the Colts. They did some background there and they feel comfortable with, uh, you know, everything that happened with that. But moving on past that, Talking about the corresponding roster moves to make way for these three new players, the Colts waived McTelvin Aguim, defensive tackle that we have talked about quite a bit on this show. We really liked what he did in the preseason. We would have kept him over Taven Bryan, but I understand that Aguim could probably, you know, have a better chance of getting back to the practice squad than Taven Bryan would. Taven Bryan would be gone somewhere else. Aguim, you could maybe get back, so I get it, but. I would have preferred to have kept him. And then offensive lineman Carter O'Donnell to make way for the two they claimed. Uh, Carter O'Donnell had a really good preseason finale against the Philadelphia Eagles where he started at right guard in place of Will Fries. I thought he had a just a really, really strong game overall, but it became a tough numbers game when you have Arlington Hambright who can play tackle and guard. You have Wesley French who's the only backup center on the roster. So it kind of became tough to keep Carter O'Donnell with that in mind. And then the big shocker, which got everybody going crazy for a couple of minutes, was the Colts released veteran wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie, which cut their overall wide receiver group down to just three players. And that only lasted about an hour, <laughs> like an hour. The Colts only had three wide receivers on the roster uh, when they made their corresponding move later to place Jelani Woods on injured reserve they immediately re-signed Isaiah McKenzie back to the roster. So that was a little bit of roster finagling by the Colts, you know, just getting uh, a player they knew could just come back and wouldn't have to go through waivers. They placed him on IR and, or placed uh, Jelani Woods on IR and just brought him right back. 
Uh, but talking about these two moves here, Isaiah McKenzie, again, wasn't going anywhere. You know, that wasn't too shocking when they released him and brought him back. Uh, but Jelani Woods, we did talk about this possibility the other day where he could go on injured reserve because of that hamstring that ended up being a torn hamstring. Uh, that was Nate Atkins that reported that a couple of days ago on social medias, said that Jelani Woods' hamstring ended up being torn. Uh, so he's going to miss, you know, a minimum of four weeks. He's eligible to return after those four weeks. Uh, so once the Colts activate him, so whenever that is, they can activate him after week four, they can activate him after week 10, whatever it's going to be. He gets a 21 day window to return to the team. If he doesn't get activated within that 21 day window, then he is out for the year. So there's just some things to watch there with Jelani Woods. It doesn't mean his season's over. We'll see uh, exactly what's going to happen with him going forward. Uh, but hopefully this doesn't hinder his second season too much. You know, again, Minor setback, hopefully for a major uh, comeback here, which is the last half of the season. But one more thing I wanted to touch on, you know, this this roster is not complete by any means right now. Uh, they have plenty of roster moves to make. Currently, they still only have uh, four wide receivers on the roster. Now, they did put five wide receivers on the practice squad. So they might go into this first game with only four on the active roster and then call up one or two of them before that first game. Uh, that way they can keep other positions a little bit heavier, uh, but we'll see what happens with that. I do expect quite a few roster moves to come between now and that first game, and I would be shocked if they still went into that first game with just four on the active roster, but we'll we'll keep a monitor on that right there. Uh, I think that covers every roster move or every update. Uh, it was reported that the Colts did make a call about Melvin Gordon, the veteran running back who was released by the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Melvin Gordon did opt to sign to the Ravens practice squad, but the Colts were one of a couple teams that did call him and just gauge his interest in coming to Indy. So, you know, the Colts might be in the, in the uh, veteran running back market, which I'm sure will lead us to our second segment here, where we are going to dive into the Chris Ballard press conference, his first press conference since the beginning of training camp, uh, where he basically was only asked about Jonathan Taylor. So uh, coming up, we're going to talk a lot about Jonathan Taylor yet again. But first, get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That is a massive deal right there because YouTube TV is going to be your place for NFL Sunday ticket, and you want to get that as low as possible right there. So make sure you're checking this out from FanDuel. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from the player spreads, the player props, and more. Uh, so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off NFL season with an offer that you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And every day as we back here tomorrow morning, talk about this Colts roster in totality, talk about uh, the offense, talk about the defense, and talk about areas that we want to see improved before the Colts' first game here in, what, less than two weeks. So could join us again tomorrow morning, all you wonderful everydayers, to talk all about this Colts roster. All right, guys, so you know it's my least favorite part of every single Locked On Colts show, but we have to talk more about this Jonathan Taylor situation, dilemma, whatever the heck you want to call it, this ugly mess of a situation between the Colts and Jonathan Taylor. Now, uh, Colts general manager Chris Ballard did address uh, the media today for the first time since beginning of training camp, which clearly we've seen this Jonathan Taylor situation uh, really deteriorate since then. Like it's gotten much, 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 much worse than what it has been. Uh, so Chris Ballard's 
like almost the entire of the press conference was all about Jonathan Taylor. And I don't fault the beat guys for, for sticking to that story. It's the most pressing story. I just wish there would have been a couple of comments or questions about the young quarterback that they're going to be starting in week one, the 21 year old quarterback to be starting week one and talk about his development throughout camp. Uh, we only really got like one or two comments from Ballard on Anthony Richardson, but nature of the business, you know, you got to follow the biggest story and the biggest story in Indy right now is Jonathan Taylor. So Chris Ballard opened up his press conference, which with a long spiel about Jonathan Taylor and the whole situation on how much he values the running back. And even though they aren't extending him right now, it doesn't mean they're just going to give him away. You know, that's kind of what we've been talking about in this show for a little bit is look at the end of the day, the Colts would like to have an extension with Taylor after this season, after another good season under his belt, uh, where he plays through the year healthy and gives the Colts some production. So they just feel better about that evaluation and giving him that, that contract. And hopefully that he looks good under Shane Steichen, the new head coach and the new uh, coaching staff. If you want to see that chemistry and see that symmetry right there, and then you give them the extension, which is a very reasonable take by the Colts, but also the reasonable take by Jonathan Taylor is I just played on an injury last year. I don't know how many more chances I'm going to be getting at making my max earning potential so me going out there and getting hurt again makes whatever my value is right now even less. So I need to get paid now before getting out there or I'm just hurting my – I'm potentially just hurting my earning potential. So the both sides of this make a lot of sense. And Chris Ballard summed it up perfectly by saying this whole situation sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Like that was the most – that was the best way to – that was just the best way to sum up this whole situation where Ballard didn't step up there and just point it all at Jonathan Taylor and say, it's all him, you know, all him. He's, he's being selfish or anything like that. He didn't do any of that. He went up there and he described the situation, described the issues with it without going into too much detail because you can't, you can't go into a crazy amount of detail because not everything is for media consumption. Uh, some things need to actually be kept behind closed doors, which I really wish we could tell Jim or say that, but that's, that's an argument for another day. Uh, but you know, I think for the most part, summing it up like that was the way you needed to go. Just say that, hey, you still want to repair this this relationship. You love Jonathan Taylor. You want to extend him after the year. It's just not the right time when we're coming off a terrible season and you were not healthy. So you were not really that like you didn't have the Jonathan Taylor season. And it's again, it's not that he sucks or anything. It's just we want to see Jonathan Taylor again uh, before giving that big extension. You know, the Colts have been burned by big extensions in the past. You know, what has Shaquille Leonard done since his giant extension? Has Quentin Nelson still been all pro Quentin Nelson after his giant extension? The Colts are kind of well within their right here to play it safe with extensions right now because they're a bad team that just got burned on some extensions. Again, uh, Leonard and Nelson could bounce back from those extensions, but it makes sense. So when Ballard kind of came up here and was talking about all that stuff there, it made a lot of sense to me. I don't know where all these like Twitter screen grabs are coming from and and some of these comments that are being portrayed and the light that they were not really said in the conference. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I just know I know how national media guys get and need to call out the small market teams and, and call it the teams in these situations. And I get it to a degree, but yeah, it's it's kind of frustrating to see it covered the way it's been covered. I thought Chris Ballard was very succinct in his press conference, was very clear about what's going on. And honestly, throughout most of this press conference, Chris Ballard was so solemn and on the verge of tears <laughs> about the whole situation. Uh, I've never seen this man so dejected and sad outside of the last half of last season, which, you know, 
all of us were dejected and sad the last half of last season. Um, but yeah, no, it looked like it was tearing him apart. He looked like, it, it looks like, you know, when a marriage is falling apart, <laughs> for all you all you people listening, when a marriage is falling apart, sometimes one party will just desperately cling on to the past and what it was and just, oh, I, love, I loved how we were. I just want to get back to how we were. When the reality is it probably won't get back to how it was. So you're just kind of clinging on to this dying relationship when you really should move on. It'd probably be better for both parties to move on, but you just don't want to give it up yet because it was so, so good in the past. That's kind of what we have right now with the Indianapolis Colts where Chris Ballard just wants to cling on to what it was and how great it was and relive the glory days with Jonathan Taylor. But if we're going to live in reality, live in reality right now, it's probably not going to get better. It's going to stay the way it is. Uh, but I do think Ballard kind of summed it up pretty well in his press conference. Uh, they did talk a couple other things like Ballard did mention there is still pain in the ankle. If Jonathan Taylor is still coming in and saying there's pain in the ankle, they're not going to take an injured player off the pup list. They're not going to rush a player back from injury, or at least he's not going to rush a player back from injury. So uh, he did make a big point of that. Uh, when talking about the running back situation overall, they said they're hopeful with Zach Moss coming back soon. Uh, they like Evan Hull. They like Deion Jackson. And they're also working through some veterans as well. So we'll see what happens there. A couple other news and notes uh, that I have on here. Uh, well, I have one more news and note actually about the running back position. Uh, I thought it was a great comment by Chris Ballard. But again, it's one of those things that is just being ripped apart by national media for no reason whatsoever. Uh, is when they were at when he was asked about how does Jonathan Taylor impact Anthony Richardson's development, he said, "How did an elite running back impact uh, Andrew Luck's development?" Now, in hindsight, he should have said Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts or Pat Mahomes. You could have said any quarterback who's a star in the NFL right now because none of them needed a superstar running back to become who they are. Outside of what Russell Wilson, he needed Marshawn Lynch back in the day. Like, sure, we can go to that. Did Josh Allen need Devin Singletary to become Josh Allen? Like, there were a lot better examples because obviously Andrew Luck fell apart and you can blame supporting cast and stuff like that for it. But I thought it was a good answer to that question. Like, these these quarterbacks who do succeed in the NFL don't need some superstar running back around them. But whatever. <laughs> I, I thought it was a good comment, but I guess not according to, <laughs> to national guys and stuff like that. Uh, one more thing I did want to hype on and, and talk about before I jump out of this segment and talk about the practice squad, guys, is Chris Ballard is smitten with young rookie quarterback Jalen Jones. Uh, he did go out of his way a couple times, again, in a press conference that was almost entirely about Jonathan Taylor, like it was almost exclusively about Jonathan Taylor. He went out of his way to mention Jalen Jones multiple times. Why did you wave Darius Rush, you know, fifth round pick that you really like? His, his quick answer, his like most clear and concise answer in this whole press conference, Jalen Jones, because of Jalen Jones, because of the way he played. Uh, he even jumped out and said, you know, it sucks that the Taylor situation's gotten the way it is because we can't sit here and talk about the good things that came out of camp, which is one of them being how these young corners are playing, exclusively mentioning Jalen Jones. <laughs> Jalen Jones is a player where Ballard even said, uh, scout Anthony Coughlin, great scout that the Colts have, who finds a lot of really good gems for this team, uh, was pounding the table and demanding the Colts to take him. And Ballard was skeptical. He didn't know if Jones could be that type of guy in the draft, uh, but they took him. And after this training camp, they are all in on Jalen Jones and his fit in this defense. So again, Jonathan Taylor stuff aside, 
and talking about different situations with this team, the Colts seem, seem to be really, really optimistic with Jalen Jones. They also mentioned Bernard Ryman a couple times in this press conference. So I think there are some good things to talk about with this Colts team. It's just, again, at the end of the day, we're going to be talking about Jonathan Taylor, and that's going to be the biggest topic of just conversation overall. So again, take what you want out of the situation. If you guys want more insight on the overall Jonathan Taylor situation, go check out my guy, uh, Shad McGinnis, over on the Horseshoe Huddle uh, YouTube channel on the Saddle Up podcast. He broke down the situation fantastically on a recent episode, the one that's happening uh, as I'm recording this one. So on Wednesday night, his episode breaks down the situation perfectly. Everything I could say about the situation, Shad mentions, and I just don't have the time on this type of setting on Locked on Colts. So please go check that out. If you have any questions, please, you know, talk to me on social medias and stuff like that or DM me, whatever you want to do. Uh, but Shad really breaks it down perfectly over there. But coming up, we're going to switch out of Jonathan Taylor gear for now. I'm sure we'll be back on it, you know, multiple times uh, for the rest of the season. And we're going to talk about this Colts practice squad and some moves the Colts could make heading into week one. All righty, my beautiful constituents who just love listening to my solo career opportunities here on Lockdown Colts. And uh, again, I appreciate you guys joining me without Jake. I know I can be a little bit of an ADHD mess, but don't worry, guys. I'm here for you. I'm here for you regardless. Uh, we're going to talk about this Colts practice squad uh, as it sits right now. Again, I'm recording this, what, 7.50 p.m. on Wednesday. I'm sure by the time you guys listen to this, if you guys are listening at like 8 tomorrow morning on, on Thursday morning or anything like that, there might be already new additions to this practice squad and, and changes going on. But I'm going to read it off for how it is right now, talk about some of the, the notable things about this practice squad and uh, what the Colts could do with it flexibility-wise. So first we have linebacker Liam Anderson, the undrafted free agent out of Holy Cross. Uh, veteran safety Henry Black, who the Colts uh, really liked, had a really strong preseason uh, and offseason. They like him as a as a flexible free safety, strong safety type. Uh, Marcel Dabo, safety, obviously who they signed out of uh, Germany or German Football League two years ago. A uh, player who does not actually count against the practice squad. He's that, that overseas player exception. Uh, we got two running backs up next, Jake Funk and Jason Huntley. Uh, Funk is the type of player who you could really see as a you know, game day call up type who can play special teams and kind of do it all as your fourth running back. Jason Huntley's more of an explosive option at the bottom there who you just probably want to give reps to in the practice squad type of setting. Uh, nothing too crazy there. Uh, veteran Ronnie Harrison, uh, the safety, the Colts signed him a couple of weeks back, really liked what they saw, brought him back to the practice squad. Uh, really good insurance if one of those top three safeties goes down. Uh, DJ Montgomery, wide receiver, had a phenomenal training camp phenomenal training camp he was only here for with us for a couple weeks uh, but looked really explosive looked like their best wide receiver after the catch uh, he had a horrible number well no 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 sorry was he number eight no that was Perryman he had 34 yeah it was a horrible number <laughs> he, had, he had number 34 there at wide receiver it was uh it was not the prettiest number there, but he made it look good. He made it look good. DJ Montgomery was doing some good things after the catch. Uh, really, really enjoyed that there. Uh, Al-Qadim Muhammad, the defensive end. Obviously, we can never move on past Al-Qadim Muhammad. He is inevitable like the Thanos snap. Uh, he will always be here in Indy. Uh, that's just the player we can never get rid of there. But he had a good camp. We enjoyed what we saw from him, and I'm glad he's back with the Colts in some capacity. Uh, Donovan Mouton, the linebacker. The Colts gave a very big undrafted free agent deal to him. I want to say it was like 225,000 guarantee or 200. 
Yeah, 225000 guaranteed, which is much higher than the typical undrafted free agent signing. So that was their biggest one. Uh, they definitely wanted to bring him back after that undrafted free agent out of Houston. Uh, had a solid camp, but obviously didn't do enough to make the team. Uh, so he will be on the practice squad for now. Wide receiver Amari Rogers, who the Colts claimed off waivers from the Houston Texans earlier in training camp. I had a, had a good training camp. It's just the Colts have so many slot receivers right now that it just didn't really make sense to bring him back. As a roster piece player, you can bring him on the practice squad and have him as a depth option. Uh, defensive tackle Caleb Sampson, undrafted free agent who was kind of lost in the shuffle with all the other defensive tackles, and he could be the guy who gets moved off for McTelvin Aguim in the next day or two, so we'll have to see what happens with that. Uh, but for now, he is on the practice squad. Offensive tackle Dan Skipper, uh, free agent signing who was signed halfway through training camp as well after the injury to Jake Witt. Uh, he makes it to the practice squad. You know, he didn't really do much in the preseason, but, you know, you need you just need bodies at offensive tackle, and Dan Skipper is certainly that. Uh, we got a bunch of wide receivers here at the bottom again, Mike Strawn and, and Jawan Winfrey, two veteran guys. I mean, Winfrey is more of your possession catch, special teamer type, uh, had a really good offseason as well, uh, and he just wasn't able to make it onto the, onto the roster, but he could be a game day call-up type player. And then Mike Strawn, you know, the summer of Strawn lasted for quite a bit, uh, but he did get hurt in those last couple of weeks, and it just didn't do enough to earn that roster spot. Uh, then we got a couple corners, and that's that, that's all I have so far, guys. So trust me, I'm going to get past throwing names at you guys here in a second. Uh, we got Isaac Taylor Stewart, cornerback, and Kevin Tolliver, two veteran corners uh, who had decent camps. You know, they were clearly the odd men out. Uh, they weren't really competing in that top seven, uh, but they will be on the practice squad for now. And then there was one more player that was not announced by the Colts, but was reported by, um, I want to say Schultz is his name. Uh, Justin Schultz. I want to say his name's Justin Schultz, but you guys can correct me if I'm wrong there. I believe it's Justin Schultz uh, reported that Racy McMath, uh, wide receiver, will be signing to the Colts practice squad as well, which would make five on the practice squad. Uh, McMath is a six foot four, like 220 pound wide receiver, uh, big special teams ace who runs a four three nine. Honestly, I'd probably sign him to the active roster and have him be your Ashton Doolin type if I were the Colts, but. You know, if he can get to the practice squad, then why sign him to the roster? You know, so you can kind of live with that there. Uh, but yeah, a ton of wide receivers on this practice squad, which gives them the kind of flexibility to go into week one and say, you know what, if no one's going to claim these wide receivers, then we don't have to have them on our roster. We can just bring up one or two of them every single week until they run out of their options and then just keep replacing it with other bottom of the roster guys because we have the four receivers we're going to actually play on offense. Now, this could be tricky if one of them gets hurt because then you're going to need another player who can actually play on offense. But for right now, they have the four that they want to play on offense. I'm sure they're still looking for veteran options or just looking for other young players on other practice squads. They could add to the roster, but until then you have five guys on the practice squad who are all capable of coming up and give you those special team snaps that you really need out of wide receiver five. So it's really not that pressing to really go out there and, and make another adjustment here. Like they can go into week one with four wide receivers because they have so many on the practice squad. So, you know, just something, some food for thought there, food for thought. Uh, they have a couple of wide receivers on the practice squad. So don't get too worried about the four on the active roster. You know, they may only have four on the active roster, but they have nine within the organization, which is plenty to go into the season with there. Uh, some other notable ones I kind of want to throw out here. Uh, obviously Mike Strawn, 
I'm sure some people were concerned that he would get claimed uh, after him always having the summer of Strawn and and being this big explosive wide receiver. Uh, I mean, even though he didn't work out in Indy, you could have you could have foresaw him getting claimed by someone else, but nobody wanted to take the shot on him there. Uh, and then the Colts have a couple of veterans. You know, they have AQM on on there. They have uh, Ronnie Harrison. So if there's any reason to where they you know, Isaiah Land's not ready to play. You can bring up Alkanim Muhammad and give him some snaps instead. Uh, you get like four of those call-ups per player throughout the year before you have to sign him to your active roster. So there's some flexibility with this practice squad. But one thing I really want to throw out to you guys is something that Chris Ballard said in his press conference is they're still doing a lot of shuffling. They're still going to do a ton of shuffling with this roster. There might be more guys going on IR. There might be more guys being waived or released and more guys claimed and and brought onto the roster. Uh, This roster is far from set. We are, well, I think you guys are listening to this on Thursday, so we're like 10 days away from the first game. There's plenty of time to make more roster moves. Uh, They're they're not really against the wire or anything like that. So we'll see if the Colts bring in some more names. I'm sure they will, and uh, retool this roster a little bit more. But I think that's all I have for today's show, guys. Everydayers, again, we'll be back here tomorrow to really go in detail about this Colts roster and dive into the finer details of all of it there. So every day is, again, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. We will be back here on Locked on Colts. And if you don't already, follow at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks, too, all on Twitter. Also, subscribe to Locked on Colts podcast on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. We love your guys' ratings and reviews, and we'll see you guys back here bright and early tomorrow morning. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters, because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.